All I ever ask is keep it eight more than 92 with me, 100. Talk. Nice weekend. Two consecutive banger weekends in a row for 100 Thieves. And uh, I think we're feeling mighty fine. Feeling mighty fine. Yeah. Feeling great. Yeah, I think uh, right. this is about where we thought we'd be. Exactly. Coming out of uh, last week. Every, yep. Everybody but Curly, who had us in sixth place, right? <laughs> He'll never live it down, but I had to say it since he's in chat. <laughs> Actually, for real. Shout out to the flight check boys. Yo. Uh, they had a big show tonight. Uh, so congrats. They had some cool guests and uh, took a, a good dub against us this weekend, much to our chagrin. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, pretty good weekend for FlyQuest. It ended a little bit on a downer. So sorry about that, but yep. we got love. Always got love. My number two team Ooh. got a, got a FlyQuest except when they're beating us. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, they're up there maybe, but you know, CLG, Hunter Thieves Jr. That's true. It's kind of true. We need to get the CLG anyway. fan pod going. I don't think they have one, if I'm not mistaken. And then our uh, my my um dedication will truly be split. There you go. Yeah. Loyalties. Tough. But <laughs> well, this is the Hundred Thieves fan pod. So we're ready to talk a bunch of Hunter Thieves tonight. Uh first a shout out and congratulations should... to the Valorant squad. Oh my gosh. We're locking in champions. Yeah. They're going to worlds, baby. That's crazy for one. That's insane. Um, we should probably continue to remind people that we're not the official under these podcasts. Like this is, we're just fans. We're not at all officially affiliated with anything having to do with the organization. So we're even better than the official. That's right. <laughs> If there was one. Yeah. Well, they've got the whole like podcast network now. We're not part of that network. We're not part of that channel. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Um, you know, and that's fine. That's, that's, that, we're just fans and we like it that way. That's yeah. good. It's good to just be fans and hang out with you guys who are also just fans. And some of you are not just fans. Uh, Papa Smithy sometimes drops by. He's not just a fan, although he's a big fan. Big. I love Papa's post, <laughs> post win LCS Wisdom. studio tweet. Oh, yeah, where he always posts a picture from the studio. I love that tweet. And sums it up in a very fatherly way. It, yeah, it's great. It speaks to me as a dad. So, yeah. All right, but I, I just got to put that out there. I'll, back to you, Cole. Uh, we also, while we're doing uh, housekeeping stuff, big shout out to Rip It Energy yeah. Fuel, powering everything we do. I got a G Force tonight. It's Power. Down. And all our love to Elgato for providing our lighting equipment and our streaming capture stuff. Man, I love doing this show. <laughs> I love doing this show. It's a good time. Okay, we got a lot to talk about. We're, we're, I think we're going to focus more on the games than of other stuff, but I, can't, I cannot be absolutely sure. Yeah. But I, I do think that there were some instructive things about these games from the past weekend. Of course, it was Super Week. Dropped the first game to FlyQuest and then uh, got good wins over CLG and Team Liquid and, um, you know, headed into playoffs. It's very important to look at what's happening in those games and what, um, you know, what state we're in. Mm -hmm. So 
got to make sure we do that. And then we have some few general topics as we typically do. And of course, we've got a bunch of listener takes tonight, actually. Listener I'm loving questions listener and takes. takes. Our listeners are yeah. crushing it at takes. Yeah. Well done. There's a lot of them. Yeah. There is a ton of them tonight. So it's great. Should be a good long show for y'all. So that being said, let's get, we'll go ahead and get into the FlyQuest game. Let's talk about the bad first, right? Mm-hmm. The loss. The loss, the loss, the loss. Now, if you watched last week, you'll know that uh, we thought that there was going to be a loss coming at some point this weekend. We did. And I didn't personally think it was going to be this one. I Nor thought we I. had dropped a TL. Yep. Do you pick CLG, right? I picked CLG as, for as us to drop. Loose. Yep. And, and we need to come up with a name for these end of season losses that we actually like. Yeah. Yeah. But we definitely got it out of this one. It's like a cleanse. It worked out. At, yeah. Right. It's like, it's, it's, it's like, <laughs> summoner uh, cleanse. Oh, oh, what's it called? Um, summoner cleanse is funny. Uh, <laughs> oh, crap. I'll think of it. In It'll a come second, back to you. Uh, yeah. And I'll make the joke. Yes. But, uh, <laughs> But the win going into playoffs, you don't want to just be on this huge hot win streak, right? You want to have that streak broken up so that you can know that there's a vulnerability and shore it up and then just have the pressure off too of, of the win streak. So, yeah. you know, always nice to get the huge win streak, but at the same time, I'm feeling pretty confident that we're going to um, be in good mental shape yeah. uh, heading in as well as great game form. Yeah, so, I, I think in general, this is actually, this, this may sound like copium coal. I think this is kind of best case scenario. It was, it was very close to being worst case scenario. Uh, so that's the, the, uh, the important asterisk to add to that. It could have gone south, like way south after the FlyQuest loss. Um, very glad that it didn't. Most, most dire coal was a moment where I thought, I, I think I predicted every game wrong. You know, I predicted a win-loss-win, and I thought for a, a hot minute we were going to do loss-win-loss. Um, and then I, I had to retire after that. That's, there's only one acceptable, yeah. you know, um, outcome there. So, uh, there are fly. those in the chat who may have seen me do the VOD squad where they saw me live through those emotions and during the TL game thinking that we had <laughs> lost that game. That looked like a lost game. But that's, you know, we'll, we'll spend some more time talking about that one too. Don't want to skip over the FlyQuest one. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay. FlyQuest. So, can we just agree on something? We played too slow, too <laughs> early. <laughs> right? That's all it is. We That's... just played too slow, too early. Yeah. And, and we had, we had a, a series of things go just the wrong direction for us. And it was, it was honestly, like, it was a combination of Good plays out of FlyQuest mm. and just unlucky timing. Yeah. <clears throat> um, I that's why I, I think like from how this game started, I think I was primed to be like, okay, look, if we lose, it's just kind of one of those things. It's not, you know, it wasn't like symptomatic of anything. Yeah. Um certainly like very significant or whatever. We didn't have a proactive first 10 minutes, shall we say? Safe to say. Yeah. 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 This is another one of those um, games where, where Flowers was getting real antsy. He does not like the 20 minutes mm. zero to zero scoreline. Boring. <laughs> yeah. He should consider adding that line because uh I can tell he hates it. He might try to put on a good show of like, 
this is a cool product. You guys should be really excited about this matchup. Big implications. But he's like, and also I'm falling asleep here. So somebody <laughs> please do something. It was a slow burn to start for sure. And it did burn. It did. It did burn. Yeah. Uh, okay. One second here. You keep, I need to fix a production thing. Mm-hmm. So if you don't mind, just, yeah, it looks like I'm, I'm doing a little floaty, in floaty, uh, in the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right go ahead. Go here, ahead go here's go. what I'll say about this game. Um, <clears throat> it was interesting to listen to the cast, right? They were, they, the cast is actually heavily favored toward us based on composition and draft, etc. And um, their main criticism of FlyQuest was they have very limited engage, basically the Szechuan ult. And, and we had a lot. We had a lot of different things we could use in a team fight to just kind of open that sucker up and, and then win from there. And it felt to me like that was true. And... Because we never fought, we didn't really have a chance to take advantage of that. And no. like Philip was, pr- he was he was pretty locked in with his Sejuani alts. He had some really good ones. He made them count. And when you are the engage for the team and uh, they're counting on you to actually start a fight, that's what you have to do. And he did it, so credit to him. Um, and then it's like, Takui just, he, no engage required if you can double distort onto a back line. Like there, there is... <laughs> There is neither. That is both the beginning and the end of the fight. And that is exactly what happened to us. So it's kind of like, look, I think you, you should give credit.com to FlyQuest. Oh, no, not again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm realizing how much we say credit now that we had that gag the yeah, other week. Yeah. Um, but like they, they, they played this well. I think they had a pretty restrictive win con, and I think they actually did a great job of playing to it which is Philip don't miss and Takui blow people up. And that's what they did. And then the game ended. So I think like the neutral objective things were pretty telling in this game. Cause it's just not the way you expect it to play out, especially with us. Yeah. Um, just like skimming my notes here, like, you know, first rift Herald, they got Herald and got out for free. And we clearly thought we were about to fight. <laughs> we just couldn't find an engage. Yeah. It was so weird. It was like, all right, here comes the big fight. <laughs> We're about to go in and then it's like, you cannot find anything. (laughs) You cannot find anything. And it's just, it's just no fight. And just everybody walks away. First dragon, not ready for it. We had to just forfeit the dragon. (laughs) And like when we didn't even fight over that, it felt like we didn't really look like ourselves. Now, fortunate for us, because if we would have fought there, I'm not convinced it would have gone that great. They sent four to make sure that they locked down that dragon, but it was just weird. It was like, huh? Maybe we are out of sorts. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, and then let's see what's next. We got popped early too. Like we, we, we did get, or no, wait, I'm thinking about, uh, no, 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 that is CLG game. Yeah, yeah. This, uh, we had, we had second Herald. There were four people in bot. Oh, we dropped Herald and, or uh, yeah, they dropped Herald and sent four people to bot. Mm-hmm. We had closer Nabadaga covering there. Again, no strong pushback, no deaths, no kills, no punish. Then Second Herald came up and they sent literally like everyone and we just gave it up without a fight. (laughs) Right? Yeah. So I don't know how there wasn't a fight there. (laughs) That's what I, I was just like, every time I expected us to fight, there was no fight. Yep. And it's just not what we're used to, I think. Yeah. Closer like attempted a gank on Philip. Uh, remember up top where like he TP'd off and then closer missed the pillar. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oops. 
could have been first blood for us. <laughs> we tried. Uh, yeah. And then, and then Takui was already doing big damage too. So like I, I had a note about how much damage he did. Yeah. Uh, to closers trundle at 1830. He put one of those little LeBlanc combos in and it took half trundle health. I was like, Oh yeah. I mean, they, they okay. made a big deal about how, how tanky closer can get. If he subjugates the Sejuani while the Sejuani's passive armor thing is, is, you know, procced. Like that's a pretty, you know, if you're not doing that, you're subjugating LeBlanc, you know, it's like, there's not a lot of other great options. So, you know, if Philip isn't just presenting the buff to you, like, and you are super squishy. Uh, and it felt like that a lot. It felt like Closer was just getting completely bullied um, through most of this game. Like, didn't really get to do much uh, playing-wise. Yeah. And then the the fateful exchange happened, right? Where um, someday in Philip, someday almost gets killed. Jose de Odo shows yeah, up at yeah. the right time, like always. Takes first blood. That was like 20 minutes into the game. Yep. Abadaga almost killing Takui. Yeah. And then Abba doesn't flash that wall. Yeah. Because he figures he's going to be dead no matter what. Yep. And gets polymorphed. And you know our history with polymorphs and <laughs> making sure we don't get away from things. Uh, and suddenly, in a matter of just minutes, it was like a f- almost 5K gold deficit. Yeah. Everything happened at the exact wrong timing for us. 5k down yeah third drake goes over them no contest right they take tier two bot turret fifth turret of the game for them they're up 6k <laughs> and it's just 2-0 kill wise yeah it was so weird right yeah it kind of felt like one of those games where um you make a mistake and then you lose right like we we get caught once and then so many things just started to kind of snowball out of control. And before we knew it, we were making a stand at our Nexus turrets. You know, it's like, whoa, all right. That right. Escalated. And the thing, the thing is, if that happens in scrims, they like just end the game, basically. Yeah. You know what I mean? If something like that happens, it's like, okay, cool. Yeah. Little mistake, but bad timing. Game's over. We don't even care. But we didn't sit back. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's the point I want to make about this. We started off, our first 20 minutes were very forgettable. We were too slow, too, like, too relaxed about things. Too passive. And when we got, we got far enough behind that it was incredibly unlikely for us to win the game, but we still punched back. Yeah. And that's why this was, you know, as good of a loss as you can have, right? Mm -hmm. So again, if this is a scrim, you end it under normal circumstances. But, we're forced to stay in it. Can FF on the LCS stage yeah. that I'm aware of. Um, Sometimes it seems like teams do we, effectively, but yeah. <laughs> we had, for instance, really good base defense to stop their, what could have been a final push in. Mm-hmm. Um, and then on the way out, we said, Hey, I bet we could take this Baron. Right. And we took that Baron. <laughs> we fought hard. We, we made it complicated for them. We stalled out the game. What was it? It was a like 40 minute game, right? Uh, I don't know the exact like time. That. Yeah, we we added a good amount to it for sure. Yeah, it was like uh, here. Let me pull up. Yeah, thirty thirty nine fifty one. So forty minute game. We stalled it out. Uh, we actually reduced the gold lead ever so slightly um, along the way too. We had it down to a, a little under four k, hmm. and then you know we do that. 
thing where we give yeah. them the Baron. Takui finds a flank. Yep. Pops Abadaga. FBI. Everything's cleaned up, and that's game. That's game. But the point is, <laughs> we fought back. We punched back. We woke up halfway through the game. And I like that. I like going down, but, but fighting on the way down. Mm-hmm. And that set us up for uh, an interesting weekend. So do you have, so FlyQuest game, I don't know. Here, let me go back to our runner. I'm not even looking at it right, <laughs> right now. <laughs> that basically covers um, it, you know, like we, we made it interesting and close. I think if we, if we had tracked Takui better um, and, and, you know, like I don't think we had, we had a, a pretty good team fighting comp, right? Front to back. Um, we didn't have a lot of answers for Takui. Like, we didn't have a lot of hard CC ways to lock him down. Um, and he's really good. That dude's really good. So, you know, like, you can, you can try to get him with a gnarled or a stun or something like that and then blow him up. But you know, we were occupied with the rest of the team. So, I mean, there's a version of that game where we play that fight differently, where we have a heightened sensitivity to where Takui is or where we don't know that he is. Um, because he really did. He just got, he absolutely devastated both FBI and, and Abadaga in one moment and then that was the game so yeah if you're gonna lose a game like that i think it's much much better to lose it at a baron fight that's closely contested than just kind of like yeah 40 minutes into the game laying down in your base while they destroy it i agree right and you know elephant in the room too abadaga had a weird couple of games (laughs) this weekend too you know it didn't go well for him against FlyQuest. yeah i didn't think it was disastrously bad but it wasn't good and even the CLG game was a little rough on Abadaga. So I think like, you know, we talked about how that piece of it has affected the team where it's like, if he's popping off, mm-hmm. we're virtually invincible in the LCS. Yeah. Um, so, you know, the, and we can, it's still possible for us to cover and win without him popping off. We've done it many, many times before, but not always, right? Yeah. It's like, it's like the one of the bigger wild cards we have though. He has been uh, since those first like two or three weeks, he's been very consistent, but he did have a, an interesting up and down weekend here. Mm-hmm. So I did want to mention that because it was the same story against CLG. Are you good? Are you good to go against CLG? Yeah. Yep. No. Okay. Cause like, look, make no mistake, but Palafox clapped him in lane. Yeah. I think I'm going to call, call the spade a spade. Like Palafox really like looked strong against him in yeah. lane. He was playing super aggro on him burning out the per- potions early. Yep. And then, uh, and then again, just an early punch that we didn't really, uh, anticipate. I don't think so. Yeah. Do you want to like, how early was that first blood and second blood? It was like three minutes into the game or something. It was very early. Yeah. The, the, the highlight video I watched didn't even have it in there, which is, is weird, mm. but it was like, it was so early that it, it was so early the their algorithm, algorithm didn't, didn't pick it up yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah so it was early they picked it up and uh um i mean yeah this game was it was wild um it was i think it was just uh it was a bot lane kill right like again i, I didn't get to watch it in the highlights but they picked it up bot lane is that right yeah so it was it was in like the jungle basically yeah um they came in and contested red buff and then closer like stayed on krugs but poom had snuck out of lane into mm-hmm. jungle yeah and so contracts and poom were able to turn again after already pushing him off a red buff right 
they came oh, into Krugs and and yeah. killed him off. Yeah. And then and then um was it Poom? I think or maybe con- contracts. Contracts moved over and cleaned up Abadaga who had yeah. roamed. He got a as well. So he, two he and zero contracts like instantly. Yeah, he started off two zero and zero with like four CS. I feel like. Yeah, not exactly what you want to see. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think uh, this game was interesting to me. You know, the the Seraphine is one where um, he he definitely didn't look comfortable, Abadaga. Um, and Palfox has been good. Like the, that dude has definitely stepped up as well. I think he's been a big part of why they're relatable. They've got a, a mm-hmm. much stronger performing team now. Is I do feel like he's showing up differently than he was at the start of kind of this CLG roster. Um, but yeah, he owned him in in mid. There's no question. The Seraphine Azir matchup was not friendly to us. Um, it was interesting listening to Abadaga afterwards say that like, "Hey, I'll be ready next time." You know, next time. Yeah, I got him. What did he say? Something about circumstances. I don't know. Where I he was like, he was like, it was a weird week or something because yeah. of circumstances. I don't know. I, I never listen to those post fight interviews too closely. I just I find them pretty uncomfortable myself. <laughs> 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 it's just always weird to me. I don't know. Um, I don't know. I like when closer does them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, you know, it's like I don't know. I just think it's it's a kind of an awkward time, especially if like, hey, I got pretty roughed up in lane. Let me go ahead and give you a quick interview about how that went and. Uh, <laughs> After that, I'll go explain to my team and my coach. This will be a great <laughs> couple hours I've got ahead of me. <laughs> um, yeah, like th- th- here's how I felt about this game. This game was it was so easy for us to lose because we had just come off the FlyQuest game. Like, probably felt like we we should have had them beaten just looking at draft, right? For all the reasons the casters highlighted, like I, they were probably pretty confident going into that. Didn't work. We we fought back. Didn't win. You go into CLG, and they they hit you in the face immediately. Like there, there's not really an easier game to get down on yourself on and kind of check out of, right? If you don't right. have strong mental, like a Fed Jarvan is so frustrating to play against. He just blows people up. He's flying around, jumping on people. You know, it's it sucks. Um, especially contract super aggro jungler. So. The fact that he ended the game with three frothing kills. at the mouth, yeah. yeah, yeah. Still, my favorite jungle emote is the the Mad Dog. By the way, that one's so good. Yeah, just, yeah, it, yeah. It fits perfectly for the jungle position. But like, he ended the game with three kills. You know, he started with two. He basically started loaded into the. Yeah, he with two. played the whole game with two kills. <laughs> yeah. So the the fact that we were able to neutralize it, and then just you know, like we were down, um, pretty pretty soundly, and fought our way back, and that's. Yeah. Again, exactly well, what you want to see. Yeah, here's the thing. It was like we were ready to try and, and hit back. First of all, Huey and FBI tried to answer on Poom with those kills like immediately. Yeah. And almost got him. It yep. was like really close. That would have done that would have gone a long way, I feel like. Um someday was slamming his lane early. Yeah. <laughs> it was uh it was a it was a very large CS lead very quickly. Uh, you saw who he actually like roaming to mid to help Abadaga like reset the lane and then move on to Herald, which locked down the Herald for us. Yep. Um, we made sure that, you know, we felt we were at a deficit. So we sent all five for the dragon mm-hmm. and took that and landed like equalizing fight afterwards, right? Afterwards, we get a kill on Puma contracts. So that immediately put us back up 500 gold, you know, once we had that first dragon fight. Right. So what a swing. Yeah. 
it was like the team like yeah remember early when we just like sat back and didn't do enough right. yesterday against FlyQuest we're down let's not do that again right let's go make some things happen you know and they actually did and and that put us in a strong enough position where you know even the second herald fight they didn't even want to fight us for it mm-hmm. you know um and it was like yeah we were just we were just moving around and and making sure we stayed active and not letting you know that situation get out of control this was you know a, another siver bot lane that we had to worry about yep with you know the potential for that to get out of hand too with kills early and we did not like let the game slip away yeah so i don't know clg is the team that always fights always scraps does weird things yeah um i don't know if you saw you saw that like fight around the third drake i think it was where oh, closer yeah. had yeah. this really great <clears throat> engage but we weren't quite close enough to follow up with the damage yeah. And maybe our guys weren't like power spiking quite enough for it yet. So the fight is close, but we actually gave over two for one. And then they, they TP'd to kill Abadaga and like TP'd again to kill yeah. someday, I think it was. So it was like yeah. double TP at different times. Crowd was loving it. <laughs> Crowd was super into it, you know. <laughs> yeah. And that's especially when that second teleport came out. Yeah. And it was pretty wild because they, you know, we had that 2K gold lead after what happened early. They basically evened it out off of that play. So it was like we almost found a way to give it back. Yeah. But if there's one thing about this team, it's that we don't seem to be stressed by any situation anymore. Yeah. We just don't seem to be bothered. Right. And you know what I mean? Because it's like, first of all, you responded and got a huge gold lead off of a really disastrous early game then you kind of give that away and it doesn't matter too. Mm-hmm. You know, you're like, yeah, cool. I'm, uh, I'm still going to do my thing here and yeah. make sure we win this game. Who he especially doing a lot of great work oh, yeah. on the, was he doing Leona this game, yeah, it was right? Leona this game. Yeah. Finding really good ults. Setting up, he set up like a three kill plus dragon play for us. Yep. Uh, I think, I think we had like three, three for ones in a row or something. Yeah. He was, he was hurting. With the <laughs> yeah. It was, it was painful for them to, uh, and, Oh, sorry. I didn't, I, I no, apologize. I was interrupt you. We also snuck the Baron. Yep. We found a, a Baron sneak. That's not really <laughs> our thing either. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But like yoinked it and that was basically game, right? Yeah. Yeah. It was, so uh, the thing that for me is, is kind of consistent across all these games is we actually found pretty shocking ways to win fights that we really had no business winning. Um, like down players, down significant amounts of gold, um, you know, just like generally behind. Uh, so that, that's great to see. And that's, I feel like that's really hard to pull off. And I, I think it speaks to what you're talking about, which is even if the odds are against us, I think we, we do a great job of continuing to find ways to even them and then like create opportunities to get back into a game. That's it. That felt like the consistent theme across all these games. Yeah. Plus I think we're, I think we're kind of a blood in the water team also where it's like when we smell the opportunity, like we jump on it really quick. Like, I don't know if you remember, um, the immortals game. Do you remember where it's like we had the, it was like very kind of like tense, close game. Yeah. 
and we played it out very patiently, found one like big play in their jungle and ended the game at right. like 27 minutes or 28 minutes or whatever, which yep. had been like a very tense affair up into that point. Right. And this was kind of the same thing because we, first of all, we snuck the Baron. And then when we went to push Baron and bot side, we saw Palafox up at top. Yeah. Trying to split push. He's racing us to the base and we got Baron. Being a little silly. <laughs> Going to call that the Palafool split push. <laughs> and we're just like, okay, cool. Game. Yeah. Have fun with that. Enjoy. Yeah. Okay, your mid laner's gone while we're pushing in bot with Baron? Bet. <laughs> and we and we ended the game right there. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I I I like that um our 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 shot selection is good, if you will. Yeah. Yeah. You know? So I I thought this was a really nice win to build off of. Uh the upstart CLG that everybody it's like the <laughs> You know, if EG is the favorite team right now for a lot of people, CLG's favorite team B, right? Yeah. <laughs> right. And everybody's rooting for them, and they've had a great split, and they've turned it all around, and then... Yep, and TL's favorite team We step C. on them still. <laughs> yep, uh-huh. You got C9, so, favorite team D. <laughs> what are we, favorite team G? <laughs> I mean, Cole, Immortals is doing some cool stuff these days. <laughs> You got to love them. You got to love what they're trying to do. I'll tell you, those Dignitas boys, <laughs> they should really get Hooney back. The way they sell their players is just so exciting. <laughs> um, no, I think we're, we're favorite team E. E. Okay. I'll take it. The fifth option. Yeah, the fifth Let's go. Option. Yeah. We're, yeah. We're the ones that's like, hey, and, and 100 Thieves qualifies for Worlds. And they're like, are you sure that cloud nine <laughs> isn't what you meant to say? Are they busy? Yeah. Could they go? <laughs> uh, so to me, like, I don't know. I don't know if anybody else sees this like connection, like I do between these games, but it just felt like we learned from some of what, what went wrong in fly quest. Yeah. yeah. Didn't worry too much about it. Yeah. Found Pushed. a way to fix it. Despite things just not going right early mm -hmm. against CLG. And got another controlled victory over over a team that you know is respectable but should be beaten by us. Yeah. Okay. So I think I I classify that as a very strong win, especially coming off of FlyQuest. I think Celtic's good. They're, too. they're legit good. Yeah, they're pretty good. And the perfect stepping stone into the Team Liquid game. Oh yes, this was a, this was a game. Where do we start with this <laughs> now? Again chat knows some of the some of you guys that watched vod squad saw me uh take in this game for the first time yeah. and they saw me watch the draft and they saw me panic about it <laughs> here's what i'm thinking yeah okay at what point did you look at look button? at their bands yumi i can go either way on yumi who he had a great game on it who he lost on it right yeah i can go either way ari ben dang abadaga is an ari menace Aphelios. Love that comfort pick yeah. for FBI. All gone first round, right? Uh, TL picks Azir. One of our best picks for mid lane and very strong. I know people are like being like, oh, now it's going to be nerfed and yeah. you know, it's not as strong as it was or whatever. I think it takes some time for that to happen. Azir still like scaling beast, right? And yeah. Sivir, second pick for them. Yep. Okay, another like <laughs> kind of same situation here. And meanwhile, we're locking in Seraphine, which we played mid, and it was like, oh, that was not good or great. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> that was not the you pick know? that I was most excited about from that game. Yeah. Then we lock in Wukong, which, yeah, give me Wukong. Close to Wukong. Love it. Love it. Senna. And it's like, Senna's one of the, oh, yeah. it's not how I like FBI playing the game. Yeah, exactly. You know? And yeah. so it's like, oh, gosh, we got Seraphine <laughs> in mid. We got Senna in bot. They've got Azir and Sivir. They're just going to fry us, right? Yeah. Their team fight output is insane. We got next next round of bands. They take away some daddy's picks. They could take away Orin. They take away the Fiora. It's like, okay, well, yeah. you know, we weren't going to carry through bot lane, so uh, now we can't carry through top either. <laughs> they did leave up Gwen, though, so that's what's up. Yep. And then the Talia mid comes out, and it's like, hey, you know, Abadaga's Talia game uh, was not super convincing when we saw it, you know? Yeah. So it's like, ah, uh, once, once Talia came out, I was like, oh, okay, so Seraphine's bot. Right. With Senna. And I'm just sitting there like, I don't like this. They've got what appears to be like a very like just solid comp, a lot of damage, a lot of yeah. engage. Core JJ on a moo moo. Like, yeah. yeah. I just did not like what we did. I don't think I've ever been more wrong about a draft <laughs> than it was on this. This, this game was just the most massive draft diff I've seen in a long time. Yeah. This was crazy. At what I did point, not expect it to go this way. At what point did you did you realize that it was a draft if and not a draft suicide? Because that's what it felt like up through a certain point in the game, right? Oh, I wish uh I wish I had notes for this game, but yeah. since I VOD squatted it, I didn't actually like take my in-game notes or You don't have to get specific, but like it's at a certain point. I think you're it like, was that oh. I think it was that fight around our red buff. Yeah. Where um, I think like I can't remember exactly what happened. I think Bjergsen came up. They got like a kill maybe, and then we got a kill and started to turn. Core JJ kind of I think got baited forward mm. um, with the Mumu bandages, and then got popped. And we start. And I was I was kind of like, actually I think I might have even done this in the in the VOD squad. Yeah, I might have stopped and been like, where did all that damage come from? Because <laughs> yeah. I couldn't figure it out, and it was the Seraphine, right? Yeah, and I had I like couldn't see it. Yeah. Yeah. And so I was really confused as to how it turned. And I, I think I stopped the VOD and like rewound and went back. I can't yeah. really remember. I yeah, have yeah, to yeah. look, but, but then I realized it was Seraphine. I was like, Oh, Oh, oh. <laughs> and then, ch- you know, chat's pointing out like the healing of like Senna and Seraphine. Right. Right. And all this stuff. And I'm like, Oh, Ooh, okay. Oh, yeah. and a, a and champ like, like Seraphine is where I, I appreciate so much that who he is a mid laner also. Yeah, right, right. right like right. being able to, he's like, yeah, please farm, collect my farm. My, my spells, which usually do nothing, are actually devastating people. This is great. Thank you for the opportunity. I will take advantage of it. And uh, it, like you have to have the right kind of support player to really do that. And you can tell this is, this is second nature for him. My man had a pop-off game. Yeah, he did. It was really, really good. I am not sure. Did he not get player of the game? Mm. That? I feel like I, he didn't, but I thought he deserved it, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah, I can't um, remember who did, actually. Abadagas Talia, like, was, was not super good at first, and then he really, like, grew into it. Yep. And his ults got really good, and his damage was good and everything. So his stat line, like, looks incredible at the end. He was 7-1-7. Seven, seven. I didn't think he was... Nice. Like that much of the difference maker. So yeah, they're saying he did get played. Good confirms. Pog. Yeah, because he deserved it. Despite 
Talia seven one seven. Yeah. Uh, FBI Senna six two fifteen. Like <laughs> some good stat lines know. across the board. It player of the game was given by people who actually watched the game for once. <laughs> so who he pop off? It looked great. Prove me totally wrong about that champ. And now you have to worry about where we put it when we draft it. Yes, exactly. Yeah. You have to worry about whether we're going to, we're going to pair it with Senna, right? Do you have yeah. potential to like, you know, not, not have a bannable pick unless you want to spend two bands, you know, it's like, mm-hmm. what do you do? You know, it's, it's another way to draft checkmate people. Yeah. Um, it is good. Now, interesting part of this game for me was the caster heel turn ah. that was happening. Uh-huh. Now, did you watch with commentary on? Uh, yeah, like I, I listened to the cast. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I know you and I both sometimes will listen to it like without sound at right, yeah, right, different right, times, right. but um, they were very excited to support Team Liquid early. It's, yeah. <laughs> it seemed like they were very much enjoying this Team Liquid <laughs> game. They Team Liquid had a 5,000 gold lead. And it was built like kind of slowly, so it looked like... um. Like not fluky, right? Like gradual build up to 20 minutes, I think was the peak gold. It was like 5k, you know? Yeah. And like, you could just hear it in Azale's voice, especially he was like loving it. (laughs) And then we start winning every single exchange that happens. And the draft diff starts like really becoming apparent. Abadaga's ults are, are cleaned up and they look really, really smart and really, really good. Who he... By the way, who he damage wise? Um, let me see. Who he did uh, twenty seven thousand damage, just under twenty seven thousand damage uh, on the Seraphine. Um, highest was actually over to Han Sama with thirty two. Wow! But twenty twenty seven put in from who he on that. That's crazy. Was the second highest damage total in the game. Wow! You know, <laughs> and we just were winning everything, and the casters like. They switched. They yeah. switched sides. Yeah. It was pretty exciting. <laughs> I don't know about you, but like I get I get irritated when I hear like the crowd into the other side or like the casters into the other For side. For sure. Like, Come on. Let's not <laughs> let's not get too excited about this one. You know? <laughs> yeah. And then just absolutely had the heel turn when we started popping off. And we were basically invincible at that point. So Yep. Yep. That was supremely enjoyable. And I'm glad it happened because as I mentioned before, I felt like for the most part, like I didn't hear any like criticism of hundred thieves after this weekend, despite the FlyQuest loss. It was yeah. like, everybody's pretty cool with how this weekend played out for us right. and recognizing us as like deserving of where we are. Right. Now. So yeah, we secured second, you know, we got happy to see <clears> that. <throat> That's a, a huge win. And it didn't feel at all fluky. Like we, we've every once in a while, you, like there's no, I didn't, I didn't check a lot after this. I don't think anybody was saying that TL threw this game, right? Like, oh, they had a lead. How did they give it away? Like, we ripped it back from them. There was no, there was no throw. This was a forced fumble. And uh, I mean, the things that jumped out to me. You remember the last time Abadaga played Talia? I think we, I think you even played. Should we be playing it with Talia? Yeah, right. Oh, yeah, that's right. Should yeah. we play this? Yeah, and I mentioned that earlier. It was like it was not that convincing. Yeah, and and I felt like. I think I was especially like, yeah, I like the idea of us playing it, but this, this execution isn't it. This execution was it. There were multiple <laughs> objective fights where TL was excused from the fight. 
right? They were they were not Hansama especially was confused <laughs> from the fight. Yeah, and and it was it was magical. Like the wall lasted a long time, and we we got <laughs> objectives down to like two k health. So so Teal's window was like one second, and then it's in smite range. And I thought it was, it was one of the the best examples of this is. Core actually flashes the wall at one point. Yeah. He's like, that's he's it. He's like, I gotta do something. I'm going in. <laughs> now he flashes in. He actually lands a great combo. But the setup is just too good. And like we were able to, I can't remember exactly how that fight unfolded, but they didn't win it. Um, yeah. It just, yeah, it felt like either we opened a fight with a, a Seraphine charm that hit two people. And so they spent a little bit of time walking toward us like dummies. And then they would get rooted. <laughs> and then... They would get popped up in the air and then Dude, they would get rooted. You know, it's just like Santorin ate so much CC. <laughs> it was disgusting. Yeah. Santorin was like, he got caught by one piece of CC. He's like not playing the game for 40 seconds. Cause it's like 10 seconds plus yeah. your death timer. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. 10 seconds of CC chain. Um, no, it was, it was awesome. And I, you know, this for me feels like a completely different look from us again. I'll, I'll keep saying that. Um, it's, it is it is a really cool draft to be able to play, right? Because especially with the little mind game that Abadaga played, he said, if Bjergsen takes a Zir tomorrow, I'll have Seraphine ready for him. And we lock in the Seraphine, I'm like, I guess we're gonna see. And then yeah. you know, fast forward, I'm like, I guess we're not gonna see. It's gonna be different. M- mind gamed him. Yeah, honestly, maybe he did. Um, so <laughs> JC says rumor has it Santorin is still in the studio waiting to gain control of his character. <laughs> That's really good. That is very funny. That's very funny. Yeah. Um, and you honestly, you pointed to a, a few, few specific plays too. Did you want to run through? Some yeah, plays? yeah. So you you've coined the the powerful split push. I've got the uh, the Bjergsen shame shuffle where he he does the flash <laughs> Azir Sharima shuffle and just he got one. He was going for three. He got one, and then he just got. I think if I remember right, it Boom. like somehow like sent him up straight in the air. It felt like it felt <laughs> yeah. like he didn't actually get knocked pushed back by it, but it was just like straight up. <laughs> yeah. I, it like looked weird to the, me. The pixel perfect, you know, it does the math on it, and it's like he's going yeah. straight up in the air, straight up, baby. Um, let's go. No, it, it. I think it pushed him. It didn't push him to anything close to being like in the middle of the team, you know, where he was vulnerable. So it just made him a little bit closer to to uh, land his autos or whatever. Um. But that, that one actually, like, that was a pretty big deal. I call that out not because I take great joy in Bjergsen, like, making a silly play. But I, this is something I've noticed. Um, like, Abadaga's Seraphine game. There was one point where Freak did, like, a play-by-play, a, a cast-by-cast breakdown of a fight he was in where he missed things. And you've brought it up before, like, how influential the casters are and how people think yeah. about games. So I guarantee you, people left that game thinking Abadaga is trash at Seraphine. He can't hit his skill shots. Like this, this does become a thing for players where it's like, or you know, like there, there are a lot of very famous Tristana jumps, and that becomes what defines people, you know, or like a Lucian weird Lucian play, like so, like uh, remember he missed an ability on a cannon last season i think it was the last split. <laughs> do you remember this and it, yeah. it was like all anybody wanted to talk about for a long time it's like okay th- thank you for you know this is a really important analysis of this player's ability he, he missed a skill shot in a, a cannon um <clears throat> so i bring this up because even b 
Bjergsen can make a, a goofy play like this. And I don't think it's, it's, it doesn't like define his legacy in the same way that it shouldn't be all we spend our time talking about for other players who also have like games where they're off, you know? Um, so I saw that. And that was an actually a pretty influential play because it led yeah, to it us was. getting another kill onto Bwipo who tried to come bail him out and then a mm -hmm. Drake, right? Yep. And this is when I think we're down pretty significantly. So maybe it was an objective bounty even, but like we're starting to chip away. And hey, who knows? Maybe we got helped out by the Abadaga Seraphine and the narration of what was happening too. Exactly. And it let us bait them into thinking that that was what's going to happen. So who like, he just pilots the Seraphine for us and <laughs> yeah, yeah. Turns it out it's less uh, yeah. less vulnerable in the mid lane or in support than it is in mid. Um, yeah. Another one was someday yet another unbelievable like this TP play was on the level of. The, uh, oh yeah my goodness the camille hookshot tp play kind of on oh, in the like on perks yeah, yeah yeah where he uh he's coming in in a pretty exposed position and they they just they pour it all on him i think it's a it's at the very least a core jj alt that he he try he immunes but you could tell like they saw that and they're like okay here's our pick this is how we win the fight and he comes in instantly immunes instantly dashes and the fight is basically over. It it was yeah. such an important play. Showed up in zero of the stat lines. Um, but like, what a this is the this is the quintessential someday play. It's like this dude knows so much about this game. His game sense is unparalleled. He's just so reliably good in moments like this, where it's like, and now they can't take this fight, and here we <laughs> yeah. are. Like, and here we're gonna pick him apart. So I thought that was an amazing yeah. play. His, his immune, just like, yeah, okay, cool. Just, I'll eat eight of your abilities, <laughs> immune it with my one, yeah. <laughs> and now we win. Yeah, and now we, you know, and now you've lost basically many of your critical team fight cooldowns. I mean, Core was hitting a lot, especially early, like every bandage it felt like was landing, and he'd hit big multi-man Dude, boats. oh my gosh, those skill shots were disgusting. Yeah, he, I'm like, the dude is, is still just as cracked as he's ever been. Um, yeah, but we gave him a pretty tough task throughout that game. He ended up with a, a pretty, uh, tough stat line. Um, and I think the last one that I, I thought of was just the, well, there's actually two. One of them is it's, a. it's like w my observation about this game is it felt like it's at different times in this game. There was a different player popping off and yeah, this is so FBI, I thought had probably the best, um, Senna game that I feel like I've seen him play like a lot of times mm -hmm. like, I have a similar reaction to you when he played he locks in Senna which is like I mean I doubt that he's going to be as influential on this game as he would otherwise be but there are a lot of fights right. where his range was just insane and he was hitting people who were trying to run away he's hitting from so far away it's um, like Bwipo just pops out yeah. of nowhere and it's like oh oh yeah <laughs> that's because of the Senna yeah it was crazy yeah. like he, he landed uh like the chains and the auto at the same time hit him for like probably close to a thousand damage burst. Um, just beautiful. So like he came online at a certain point in that game and it, it just got to a point where I was like, okay, I don't think we can lose this We're we have too much damage coming from too many different places. Um, and all these guys are locked in. So this is looking really good for us. Um, someday had an unbelievable chase down. This is around Baron pit. Uh, gets a, he gets a good wall. And someday is he basically it, it looked like he did uh Captain Jack 
I think that's the, oh with the dash. He, yeah, as soon as the wall comes up, he gets pushed back and then immediately dashes over and snips yeah. at the end of his dash. <laughs> so it's like yeah. Bjergsen has probably 100 HP left. And honestly, before the 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 soldiers even finish their dash, it looks like someday is dashing over to snip him in the face. <laughs> um, and then he just chases down the rest of the team. So it's like everybody, and you know, closers Wukong, multiple pop ups. Um, the last one that I'll talk about is at the Elder fight where you get, it was a crazy chaotic fight. It was basically like three fights in one, but I went back and watched it. They didn't even mention it on the cast because there was too much happening. You couldn't talk about three different fights at one time. Somebody yeah. gets, he, he realizes, they, they call this out, he realizes he gets good flank. damage on Whippo, yeah. and then he chases him down and solo kills him, and then he gets his GA and he kills him again. I was just like, that is the perfect end of this fight. Whippo's only contribution in this fight was... You know, distracting someday to run. Yeah, wasting someday's time with a double solo kill. Um, I don't think the segue was solo, right? Count. Didn't he? FBI came uh, over, I think. And I don't know. Actually, I don't I know. I think at the end of it, I would need to watch it. Back, it was but, close, but, but yeah, yeah, it was. Just it, was like, it was. It was very. It someday did. Yeah, basically all the work for sure. Yeah, and and you know, like he he was he was still super squishy on the Gwen. Like there were, it wasn't a someday takes over the game game. Yeah, but everybody was contributing exactly what they needed to. To make it so that by the end it felt like we had yeah. just completely taken over. We just got to a place of of really high composure, you know, and and team really high team coordination, really high composure. We've heard it we've heard it talked about how clean our comms are. Yep. You know, mm-hmm. compared to other teams. It just seems like the whole keeping this roster together for a long time idea has really paid off big. <laughs> yeah. Uh, agreed. Because we've got a bunch of really skilled players. And they get along really well and complement each other really well and are able to cover for each other. If anybody has like a little bit of off game, you know, it's like, it's a beautiful relationship going on with this team. It is. Um, And so, yeah, it's like, and Hey, we're sitting in second place. We're not first place. No, but why do I feel so confident still? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because like, don't you feel like when we move into series, like teams are in more trouble against us and not less. Yeah, for sure. We just draft diff the mess out of TL. Yeah. You know what I mean? How many, how many like drafts are you going to have against us to neutralize us? I feel like we have so many looks right now. Yeah. Doesn't, doesn't our, our draft book feel like deep? We've got, we've got some definite like repeatable strengths and then we've got some definite like complications to things. (laughs) Right. We've got enough that you are going to be second guessing yourself the entire time you're drafting against us. Yeah. And we've got like Reaper and the mystique of Reaper behind it anyway. Mm-hmm. So it's like you already had to worry just be, like looking at the guy, you know, back there making the draft decisions. <laughs> so, man, we're in a good spot. Yeah. We're in a good spot. Uh, and and, the, and a, a big win like that over TL is just what we needed to finish this thing off. Give us momentum. Uh, keep our mental owning of TL. Yep. Uh, firmly in in view of everyone and like you said i didn't hear people talking about the throat that's right yeah it's we took it from him yeah we really did we've uh we've gotten used to winning these things so speaking of winning let's move on to some general stuff and i wanted to ask you a question yeah if you had to if you had to rank i hope you hadn't seen the notes for this if you have then sorry and just tell me so i don't do this but if you had to to guess 
what the top three teams for total win-loss record over the last three splits would be, could you do it? Like, what would you say? For us? No, for the, for the LCS. Oh. So the three teams, mm. like, how would they rank for the team with the most wins, second most wins, third most wins over the last three splits? So that's the Abadaga era for us. Yeah. Uh, at the end of the split. Regular season. So taking regular season, summer 2021, Regular season, spring 2022. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Regular season, summer 2022. Mm-hmm. Tally up the win-loss records for everybody on that. What are the rankings? Um, boy, I bet we're... Are we first? No. Are we? I bet we're first. Are we first? So you think we're first? What's <laughs> second? Second would be TL. And then okay. third, and third is EG with their, their crazy summer because i know they're they had a spring that was much closer like 500 yeah you did better than i did mm. okay first of all yes hundred thieves is the winningest franchise over the last three splits uh remember that uh summer 2021 there were actually 27 games in the oh. split we did a triple round robin yeah uh so our our overall win loss is 44 and 19 wow over those three splits which is very very good that's crazy um, in second place is EG. Oh, okay. At 42 and 21. So wow. I actually, I had forgotten how well they did in summer 2021. They went 18 and nine oh. in summer 2021. And, and that was completely like forgotten by me. Yeah. Cause who, I remember in spring they were nine to nine. It was like, who, okay. Who was whatever. on that squad? Who was even, I guess I was like the, um, the mid was Jazuke and okay. Yeah. Yeah. So Right, that era. I didn't know they, I, I couldn't remember that they were that good. And then, of course, 15 and three from this split. Yeah. yeah. Congratulations to them. Wow. Uh, and then Team Liquid in third place at 41 and 22. Mm. So they went 15 and 12 that summer 2021. I remember that being like a weird split for them. Then they went 14 and four spring and 12 and six summer. So pretty good, but not better than the Thieves. Yeah. I actually would have thought C9 would have been in that EG spot. Yeah. Um, cause remember they went 13 and five in spring, right? But they, uh, their summer 2021 was actually 15 and 12 mm-hmm. and then just throwing it out there for the sake of discussion. Yeah. Uh, TSM's win loss total is 29 and 34. <laughs> so, so under five, the gist of the this, of the time. gist of this is that for the last year and a half, hundred these has been the most winning team of all the LCS franchises. So you wouldn't know it. You surely wouldn't hear that <laughs> talked about. Yeah. You know, I'm waiting for that stat to, to make it to someone's desk. Uh, <laughs> we've actually won the most everybody. They keep shredding it. It keeps for showing a while up on their desk. Now. Shred it. Shred it again. <laughs> you hear the dive like in the background. What's that noise? <laughs> <laughs> But congratulations to you for, for doing better than I did. Well, thank you. Yeah, thank I, you. I definitely forgot that EG was in that spot over C9. That was a fun mini game. Um, yeah. But, and I mean, look, that's speaking LCS. Special shout out, off topic shout out to the LA Thieves, world champion CDL, and uh, to Valorant, who looks crispy right now. Frying, oh <laughs> making it to worlds and looking like they're going to be the top representative, in my opinion. Yeah. So winning is the culture of hundred thieves. Like I'm, I'm, I'm tired of that not being known. Like, please, can this be the year 
or people start treating us like we win all the time. <laughs> it's it's getting harder and harder to be the 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 ones who are holding on to that belief, you know? Yeah. Right. Um, are you are you, are we gonna maybe could you start doing some listener takes? I let my dog outside really quick. Okay, yeah, yeah, sure. I'll, I'll be I can right do there. that. Yeah. Yeah, I, w- I do want to talk. Okay, yeah, yeah, go ahead. <clears throat> All right, so I'll start running through some of these listener takes. Well, actually, you know what? Why, why say goodbye to Jordan when we can say hello to Jordan? There we go. This is like the like Jordan, like, mom, can we have Jordan? We have Jordan at home. Jordan at home. There's the meme right there. Uh, Okay, let's let me run a couple of these. So BH Phillips 907 uh said 15 and 3 EG is the most stable consistent team in the world. 14 and 400 T is a coin flip away from a roster rebuild. Somehow both of these things are true. Said in jest making fun of uh how we are talked about in the scene by some fans and some pundits, right? One loss of difference, yet the uh, level of criticism is a little bit different. I thought it was interesting. So this made me laugh. I mean, it's not really like a take, right? But it made me laugh. It uh, it it brings up the fact that you know, on on the JLXP today, you know, we always have to have a JLXP segment. So Darkuth, close your ear holes, because I know you don't want to hear this. But uh, Emily Rand said that on the desk this year, they've been hypercritical of hundred thieves. So finally, it, they came out and said it, <laughs> at least. I mean, I do feel like it's shifted over the past two weeks or so, which is nice, but it sucks to have to take that long to get there, especially, as I said, having won the most games over the last three splits of any team. So that is a thing. So anyway, B. Phillips, that made me laugh a lot. Thank you for that. Um... Crockpot is re is is he already doubled down on his take. So if he's redoubling down, this is quadrupling down on his take. I wanted to give a special shout out to Crockpot who said, I said it before and I'll say it again. Zero loss playoffs incoming worlds soon. So with all the boldness in his heart, predicting the zero loss playoff run, wouldn't that be something? Wouldn't that be something? We don't even have to play that many series as we got a first round bye. Oh, it looks like uh, Jordan is back, so we will excuse 8K Jordan. Oh, nice. Look at me. There we are. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I made a joke about like Jordan at home, you know? Mom says we have Jordan at home. That picture is great. Um, at some <laughs> point, we'll make that into an NFT. Once NFTs become acceptable again. Once, once they catch on, yeah, yeah. They're, they're not really okay. in favor right now. We'll, we'll wait. So I, I, I ran through just a couple of takes that are, uh, that are not really like discussion takes, but just kind of like funny takes or whatever. So cool. if you don't mind, I actually want to rewind back out of yeah, takes yeah. Yeah. and talk about one final thing for sure. And, and it's this, so we've completed the regular season, which means that all LCS voting is going to happen, right? Yep or has happened at this point. And we have to reveal that. So I was wondering Mm. where you think our players would land in this. So if you go position by position, (laughs) where would you rank them? Not what you think will end up happening, but where would you rank them 
position by position all LCS. Okay. And and you can you you can just say what their position is in the top three or they're not in the top three. You don't have to tell me like, oh, I think he's fifth. Yeah, right. right. All right. So someday is one. First team. Someday is one. We agree. Someday is one. He has to be one. Yeah. Only person in contention is maybe Bwipo, right? Yeah, I think so. And I don't think he's he's done enough. No. I don't think he's done enough. Someday like has been uh without blemish for <laughs> for Hunter Thieves this year. Yeah. Right? Exactly. Oh, and Marp's calling this out because this was his uh his question. Yeah. So I think So we're still doing listener takes. He says he asked it a little different way. He said, uh he said, which of the Hunter Thieves players, if any, deserve a spot on first team all pro? Got it. And he said someday and who he are clear stands for him. So oh. yeah, I guess this is kind of listener take territory too, but I want to run the full gamut. Yeah. So we're going to expand on Marp's great take and uh, have yeah, a little yeah. bit of fun. Good, good stuff, Marp. So yeah, someday has to be first, right? Yes. Agreed. What's the, what's the argument here? Like for someday, actually, you know what? Peter Dunn tweeted out his ballot, which obviously he can't vote for, um, for EG players. Mm. So there's that, but let me see if I can find this really quick. If you want to keep. Yeah. yeah. So someday is one. He's first team for me. Closer. Yeah, he had he had someday, then Bwipo, then Dokla, and I actually don't hate that ranking at all. Hmm. Yeah, like Dokla, Dokla's been pretty legit, yeah. surprising me because I yeah I definitely discredited him at the beginning for sure for sure. But what about Fudge? Uh, anyway, <laughs> so <laughs> that's a name I recognize, Cole. What about him? Now that's a now that's a name I haven't heard in a long time. <laughs> okay, so closer. All right, closer is uh, I'm gonna say second team. Too inspired. Yeah, yeah. Well, MVP inspired, obviously. I mean, <sighs> I begrudgingly agree. Yeah, we, we haven't brought that up, but this weekend sealed it. Like he is the MVP. Yeah. Congratulations in advance. You know, I'd say he's he's. I don't think this is like a. He had he had one very good, very 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 good game, and then two fine. And that's honestly all it took. <laughs> but they decided after week three, so who cares? Yeah, right. Yeah, and you know it was my my position was if someday absolutely takes over these games and we finish with like the best, you know, a, a perfect second round robin record and all this stuff, then I think and and inspired had to have like a bad weekend yeah, exactly. too. And he did. I think it had to be more than just not a good weekend. He had to have a bad weekend, right? So and he did. Congrats to inspired. So. Um, I think closers behind him. Yep. Um, okay, Abadaga. Yeah, interesting. Does he make All Pro? He he's been the he's been the person who's been more in the MVP conversation than probably anyone else, other than Inspired of late. Everybody's like he's just playing amazingly. Um, so I think he is. So I think it's. I think Takui's in there. Um, I think it'll be interesting to see if Jensen is in there. You don't think so? No, definitely. He's like, he's got a lot of pogs. He's got like five. Bjergsen would be over Jensen, I think. Yeah. So I, I don't think, I don't think Abadaga is, to be honest. Cause I've uh, got him in third. You've got Jojo as well, right? Jojo. Nah, Jojo's not top three either. Mm, people like winning team. People like Jojo, but at the same time, Jojo, like he really like, he's had a fine split. Stats wise, he's right in the middle of everything, yeah. right? Yep. So I think it's probably 
I don't know. I could I could maybe be convinced either way. I th- I think maybe it's Takui Bjergsen Abadaga. Mm. Maybe Bjergsen Takui Abadaga. I think you're underappreciating like how much people like Jensen as a m- man. Well, <laughs> the question is not what we think is going to happen, but where we would rank oh, these people. Oh, that's right. That's right. I forgot. I mean, I would still... So. Um, I would still, I mean, I, I think I would put him third. I'll put him third. I think I have him third. Um, FBI. Uh, that is a, competition's pretty intense uh, in ADC this year, I feel like, the split. Yes. Uh, but he's really good. So I would put him, see, I haven't watched enough of the other teams to really say. I would put him in. I would put him for sure um, I'll tell you where I want to put him. You can tell me why I'm wrong. I'll put him first team. I love this. Yeah. <laughs> Who would be your next two? Yes. It, I'm going to go. Ba- I mean, like, I think Johnson has earned himself a lot of appreciation and notice more so than I think people expected to have for him. Um, Luger, I know, is somebody that people have really admired. Uh, Danny is perennially in the conversation. Are any of these Danny people been frying though? Yeah, that's it. That's the one. Danny's been frying though. So for me, for me personally, I think I would probably just off the split he's had, because I, I honestly, I think FBI had a very good second half of the split. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. I thought he was much more like assertive and everything, even the Senate game, right? Better than, sure. better than we were expecting. So I would probably have berserker Danny FBI then Luger. Han Sama is one that we've not mentioned that we probably should. I just, Ooh. Team Liquid just, I don't know, man. <laughs> I, so this is, I, I probably am not giving enough credit to Team Liquid. Like, their whole bot lane, basically. Yeah. Because I just, I haven't been that high on how they've played. Mm-hmm. So, I know I'm, uh, maybe that's slightly disrespectful and fan blind spot or whatever, but. Yeah. Well, probably know, it first is, it is too high, but, I, you know. The case there, like, I don't think FBI has looked bad at any point, really. Like, maybe right. there's a couple games, but he's just Yeah, I think he solid. had a game or two that were yeah. off, but he, he was very solid, and then he started getting very good. Like, I, I think mm-hmm. he ramped up. Yep. But um, Berserker has been, like, a, uh, just a difference maker for sure at times for C9. Yeah. Um, and he's being dragged down by his Ven support, mm-hmm. by the way, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which is maybe my hot take. Uh. And then, yeah, Danny just, Danny's always a monster. So, all right. That brings us to who he. Yeah. Um, Where do you have who he? Do you have him on your all pro ballot? Yeah, he's on there for sure. Just a question of how high. Um, Again, I'm going to, I'm going to put him in first. I think I'm going to put him in first. I'm going to put him in first too. Let's go. I'm telling you, man, I've been loving him this split. He, I think this is one of his best splits for us, for sure. Uh, top two. And um, so. I, I, I think I have, I think I have who he, then core, then, then Vulcan. Oh, I was going to, I meant to say Sven, troll you, but I accidentally said what no. you actually put. <laughs> Never. <laughs> Never. Ugh. Who he, who he has been like the, the least credit getting support. 
He has been so freaking solid. I like, I don't know. Core JJ, super baller, right? Always, always good. But again, just hasn't like, I don't know. They have not gotten the results I expected them to get. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I, th- I think who he is not going to, maybe he'll get like third, you know? But I, th- I think he's been so he's got to be up there. He's been so good. Yeah. He's got to be up there. I don't, I don't think Vulcan or Core have outplayed him to be honest. Mm-mm. Like, like on the totality of the split. Yeah, Core sure landed a lot of bandages on him this weekend. I'll say that. But, <laughs> but yeah, uh, we'll but see. Who won the so game? I don't think he's going to end up there. Yeah, right. <laughs> I don't think he's going to end up in that spot. But I would, I would have him first, and maybe that's you know again my my fanboyish take yep. on it but honestly like it look closely look closely yeah this dude's been going off so all right hmm. we're we're mostly in somewhat of an agreement right yeah i think I, I feel like you you you've convinced me that yours are probably close more closer uh closely aligned to what a realistic outcome is hmm. it'll be interesting to see where things land um yeah just kind of but going I, with i just theme. want to point out all of us have, we have all of them in all pro at some level. Yeah. So that's kind of cool. Yeah. What was the split? What was, was it? It was summer. We got four out of five yeah. guys there, right? And what we had one where we were most of first team. That had, it had to be that year. Yeah. That was great. That felt fun. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll see what happens. Like I said, I know it's not going to shake out that way, but you know. We shall, we shall see what the results are. Okay, so that was a long answer to Mart, I guess. Yep. So there you go, Mart. Okay, uh, let's go to. I like, the, I love this take actually from our boy Derek Class in Q, at QB Class, who says maybe still premature, but if thieves make the finals, closer is already a top five NA jungler ever. Hmm. I love that. What are you what are you thinking about that? I mean, they just did these lists, right? Have they released right. they've released the jungler one? Mm-hmm. The I jungler list is Yeah. No, he's not. It's uh Santorin in fifth, Medios in fourth, Svenskiran in third, Blabber in second, and Xmithy in first. So that would mean according to uh Derek here that he gets in over Santorian yeah. or Medios or both. Based on the conversation on Medios, I think the the one that's more likely is Santorin for sure. Like I, 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 I think these are interesting lists because it's it's definitely like it's an ac- accumulated body of work, and Medios's career is too long for you to jump him quickly. So like I think you jump five, and then much more time passes, and you jump four. You know, um, that's an interesting one. I don't know. I mean, I, I do feel like. Um, again, we're, we're biased towards 2018 on just because that's what we've been watching. Yeah, for sure. Um, but he's, he's been really good. I don't, I don't think, I don't think we would see people saying it yet. I don't think it would be. I think it's too. Yeah. I think, I think that take is there early, Yeah, but it's still right. Yeah. Like I think like he, yeah. So he makes finals and then he probably won't actually get the recognition unless he makes another finals. Yeah. But like, I think it's actually correct. Yeah. So yeah. that's just me. I honestly like, I feel weird about Svenskiren. I know I wasn't here for 
like the TSM days or whatever, Sven Skirin, but it's just like, remember he's like splitting time with blabber and it's like, yeah. it's hard to be like, yeah, this dude is like one of the best five ever when he was like splitting starting time at one of his peaks. Right. Right. Which I mean, given it's blabber, blabber is super good, whatever, mm-hmm. but not really this split. Yeah. Just saying. Yeah. Just saying. Okay. Uh, Chandler Grote says super week is hard. <laughs> Everyone has the same amount of time to prep for an extra team. Seems like FlyQuest slipped through the cracks this week as we had three good teams to prep for. Glad slash sad for the bye, as I love watching these boys play. So I get glad for the result, you yeah, know. Yeah. Sad that he doesn't get another series to watch, maybe. I'm not sad about that. I don't want to watch this heart attack anything. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'll take the bye for sure. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Like, I mean, it's probably a little true. I think we've, we probably prep for them the least out of the three, if I had to make a guess, but it's like, who knows? Who knows yeah. what they actually did? Um, I, th- I think like FlyQuest has that kind of weird kryptonite-ish feel for us in mm-hmm. the way that Dignitas had it last split. But I think like, well, we'll talk about the playoffs in a little bit, so yeah. I won't actually get into that yet. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, it's possible. I mean, it, it feels less important to me because at this point, you you need to be able to not prepare much for the worst team you're going to play in a weekend um and beat them you know it, it's kind of like that's that feels like an important test and i guess you could say we didn't pass it uh, but you know there was enough there where i feel like we didn't just get completely blown out like we talked about so doesn't yeah. give me a alarm um, but you know, we're, we weren't the most dominant second round robin team ever because we couldn't, right? Couldn't manage yeah. that. We had a pretty tough super weekend for sure, without a question. Yep. Um, okay. Nick Moore says, Warm take inspired win- winning MVP over someday would be less egregious than summits. Absolutely. Both should be runners up to Tukey, anyway. He says, <laughs> Man dragged his team to sixth win. Uh, man dragged his team to sixth with Philip in the top lane. <laughs> so a little secondary take on Tukey. Tukey's he's good. Like he's very good. I really like I him. I hope he gets yeah. some credit. Yeah, he's a likable guy. Uh, but the first part of the take, Inspire winning MVP over someday is less egregious than Summit winning MVP. I love this. Yeah. I agree. I fully agree. Absolutely. I fully agree because with Summit, it was like the wheels totally fell off. Yeah. Cause they just like teams just played into him after we did our thing and inspired at least is still like maintaining like, yeah. you know, control over the games, you know, and, and having some standout games. Yeah. Like said, goodbye game, bro. Goodbye game. Bro. <laughs> yeah. It felt much more like, uh, people like inspired just feels a much more consistent high performer. Right. Like he, yeah. he with summit, it honestly felt more like people, just kind of hit the snooze button so long on dealing with him that he accumulated an MVP level split. And then we realized like, Oh yeah, you can just, you know, go through top. And that was the end of his career in the LCS. Yeah. Um, Oh, we should have talked about this earlier. Sorry. Uh, so says, I think we will get snubbed in MVP and all pro and everyone will regret it by the end of playoffs. Like last summer. 
I think LCS would benefit from making a playoff MVP and making it a bigger deal, i.e. a trophy and big announcement at the end of finals like in COD. So they do have, yeah, because COD does have playoffs MVP instead of like finals MVP, right? Yeah. And, Is that what Kenny uh, got? Ken, yeah, Kenny got postseason MVP. Postseason, okay, yeah. Yep. So, I mean, first of all, I agree with that portion of it. It's kind of, It would be kind of cool to have a postseason play because the postseason is kind of long. You know what I mean? Like it feels like there's a lot of games played. So by the end of the postseason, it does feel like the NBA Finals when they're like going to award MVP to a player who is like eliminated in round one or something yeah. like that. You know, it yeah. just feels really goofy. Yeah. Um, and if they had playoffs to MVP, it's like closer would be, you know, taking home his second trophy this year probably. Right. It does feel to me like that 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 award feels a lot like it tips to uh, to to be popped for playoffs. You know, it's like, well, you 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 won, and so who are we to say that somebody on a losing team had a better playoffs than you? Like, it feels like it's going to be somebody on the winning team, which is probably appropriate, given that's kind of the yeah. point of playoffs. Sure, yeah. sure, yeah, yep. Um, okay, Joe Alito suggests. This is a secure suggestion, worlds. not a take. Yeah. Secure worlds and throw. Save the good juju for worlds. Oh, he didn't want go. to use up that good juju. <laughs> he didn't want to use up the aura. <laughs> I like this. He's saying just, you know, lock in worlds. Don't worry about the rest. Yeah. Kind of whatever Phone in the rest yeah. and just save it up. Supercharge for worlds. I like it too. There's too much time in between those two events. Take a, take a big vacation right before the... <laughs> It's uh, um, it, the championship aura thing is is faltering lately in a way that we're all happy about. Um, yeah, we're just too good. We're too good. Yeah, we 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 have become too good. <laughs> uh, League of Fantasy Legends pod asked, "How broken is Seraphine? You think we'll see more of her through playoffs?" In my opinion, the only reason she doesn't play more is because she's boring. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh interesting right i think is she on deck for a nerf or has been notes. nerfed or something yeah i in mid lane it looks a little weaker but we saw what who he just did with her in in the bot lane position so yeah i think we'll i think we'll still see seraphine in the playoffs um i don't think she's hyper broken i think like we used her in like an insanely good way mm-hmm. um I don't think she's hyper broken or like, in in fact, I feel a little bit dubious about her in mid lane. So, yeah, you know, I think she'll be there, but she won't be like a very present pick. And I think she's, she's pretty uh, vulnerable in lane. Right. That's, that's certainly the vibe I got from the Abadaga game, but also like, (laughs) well, that was just kind of a bad game. (laughs) Yeah. But you know, it's like, there's, there are plenty of picks you can take in mid lane right now to punish. And then, you know, there's not, there's not, Unless you're you're doing the the root the double cast root, there's not a lot of a kind of escape if you're getting camped. So it's a it's a risky mm-hmm. pick mid if you want to take it for sure. Yep. Um, AJ Beck asks, I'm curious if you think the draft for Team Liquid was a draft the players' favorite or the coaches' favorite. Mm. I mean, interesting question. Yeah, I don't know. It feels it feels like the Reaper Classic to me. Although maybe you know. Big brain draft from the notebook. Yeah, probably came out of the notebook. You know, it, it feels hard to me to to say that the players would have put it together just because it, like the flex picks, the the you know, 
the different options we had to actually lock things in like the order seemed calculated yeah it was pretty pretty who knows maybe abadaga said let's lock seraphine he'll think i'm gonna play it into him like you know like it's possible yeah especially because like you know I think I was seeing people were considering Seraphine like the like a counter pick and Azir counter pick, yeah. you know? Yeah. And so they first pick Azir, yeah. we second pick Seraphine. So it's like, okay, we just counter their mid pick. Right, right. Locking the Wukong for a closer, what's up? And then they're like, okay, cool. So we're scarring. And we're like, Senna, what are you gonna do now? <laughs> <laughs> Didn't see that one come. But yeah, it feels like it feels like a little more coach than player that we know that we make those they make those decisions together. Yeah. Andres in chat is saying that Kuhi and FBI weren't sure about the matchup. And I heard this somewhere. Um, yeah, they, who he admitted that in the Proto-Pro segment with High. That's so, right, yep. He was like, they, they. Well, I'm not sure if it was, I think they said it was the first time playing into that bot lane, mm-hmm. um, which, let me look, let me look, let me look at the pick and ban order. Yeah, Jad explained this on JXP's Amumu was, a, was the <laughs> last pick from TL, so it could, it could be just that, like, it's possible that, they picked it, and then like once they got, had their matchup, they just misread the matchup, so it wasn't yeah. necessarily tied to it. But anyway, I think I still would say it's probably a little more Reaper magic than player magic. I'll give the very concise um, J- JLXP summary, which is you know this is a, a particularly fascinating bit of insight from him, which is at the start of the game, the jungler asked, "Do you have push to all of his lanes?" Yeah, and then they they misread that and thought that they mm-hmm. would have push and didn't have push, so the pathing probably got screwed up which led to the early, yeah. you know, advantage they got. So I think that's a, that's a good call from Andres in chat. I think probably, yeah, probably likely that the, uh, the players didn't pick this one thinking like, okay, we, I, we know the game plan. Yeah. JC101 says, Carolina Reaper take. Ooh, okay. If 100T's coaching staff continue to draft gap our opponents the way they did CLG and TL, then we win summer going 3-0 in every best of five. So it sounds like JC is on the crockpot train here as long as we get the drafts that we need. Yeah. I got to tell you, I think I mentioned this earlier, I'm feeling more confident in our drafts than I have at any point um, with this, this team and the staff. I just feel like we are, we are very dynamic, very unpredictable, which is exactly where you want to be going into best ofs. So I really like that, and I agree. Will we go 3-0 the whole way? I was going to say there's no chance, but I just saw the Valorant boys doing their magic. Nobody thought that was possible. So who knows? It's nuts. Who knows? Um, your boy Graf says, will LCS eliminate player of the week after showcasing this week that they don't even watch the games before picking? Will everyone pretend to be shocked if 100T win it all? And then finally, will I mauled off the face of the earth? I think that's already happened. That last part. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we're we're gonna send your boy you. Graf is the most vocal opponent of player of the week. <laughs> I I love every week seeing the tweet, the predictive tweet from your boy Graf, the fulfillment <laughs> of his prediction by LCS, and then the follow up from your boy Graf. <laughs> Very big mad uh, about how some of these things go down. I'm glad and, that he uh, is a lot of times deservedly so. Yeah, he's carrying the burden of that rage for the whole <laughs> fan community, and you're doing us a service, Graf. We appreciate it. Um, the answer is probably yes. No, they're going to keep doing it because they got that <laughs> fancy action figure machine. They got to get that thing. They get their money. Money's worth out of that. <laughs> they have to make the investment pay off. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think Graf, by the way, was in the camp of Johnson for player of the week this week. Mm. Okay. So uh, just as a side note, 
Okay, uh, let's. We got a couple more that tie into. Let, these are all kind of similar takes. So, um, Delfino says Hundred T will continue to get criminally underrated until they win summer. And you know what, Delfino? I think this take is wrong. I'm sorry. Do you know why it's wrong? Because we will still continue yes. to be conti- criminally underrated stop. after we win summer this year. Yeah. The, Nicole, the, the point is. be like, well, EG. The point will change. Well, EG. <laughs> It'll change once we um, change the roster, and then it will, the only change will be that people will uh, evaluate us m- even more lowly, right? They'll be like, this team is worthless. They've got no chance. That's just, I've accepted it. That's fine. Uh, it just moves in the opposite direction each time, right? Yeah. There's, there's only one way to go, Cole, and it's, it's down from here with people's yeah. uh, expectations of how we're performing. Well, Alex Wolfail uh, had a related take. He says, Hunter T needs to win LCS summer and play well at Worlds and in parentheses, get out of groups before analysts and other teams give us the respect I feel that we've earned through the past two years because even at second place, they seem to give others uh, more play with worse results. And it definitely does seem that our respect is a little harder earned. Yeah. Um, Again, I'm hopeful that that has recently kind of turned. I do think getting out of groups for any NA team is a ticket to respect because it's such like a, a tall task for our region. And we saw what it did for like C, uh, C9, you know, when they made the run. Yep. Um, it's just really annoying. We've got, we've got so many people against us uh, out there making content. That mm-hmm. it's, a big, it's a big hill to climb. Yeah. Uh, I I don't think that we <clears throat> magically earn respect by doing anything this off or this uh, postseason. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah, I think the uh, here's what I will so, say. Well, I remember they dropped Meteos. <laughs> <laughs> they totally sat Cody Stone out of Worlds, man. <laughs> Did they really think they were gonna win with Rakara? Come on, <laughs> guys. <laughs> Okay. Here's what I'll say. Um, I, I will say this. I think that the, um, I think that the LCS talent have done a much better job of being excited for our teams during games. It is noticeable and appreciated. Yes, yes, it is. And they are doing a good job of talking about the fact that we're good, which we are. Um, they they were a bit delayed on picking up that storyline, this split, and that's fine. That's fine. Speaking of, you're leading right into our next take. Oh, I did. I wasn't even planning that. Our but final. But take. I feel like we got to give credit. Sure. Where it's I due do. I saw a difference. Either they did <laughs> where it's due. <laughs> uh, at least, at least you know they started out heavy in Team Liquid's camp, though. I will just remind you of that. Yeah. But yeah, they did. They did. They did definitely uh, get a little more excited for us this weekend. Um, Rush GG is our final take. <laughs> His is kind of long, but we like Rush, so yeah. we'll just read it. Narratives around 100T are quick to form and slow to adapt to the team's current performance. This is like my entire thesis. Yeah, that's it. Um, Do you think behind-the-scenes content to the team's goals and focus would have helped aligning this throughout the split? This is, again, part of my thesis. I'm noticing we even stopped Instagram story updates on game days, which I didn't notice. Mm-hmm. Um, though I know there's been like staff turnover and there's like people covering Valorant, and so there, that may be just kind of a temporary thing. Um, but yes... 
uh, maybe something along the lines of what Emily has been saying, comparing us to RNG, mm-hmm. resting players early, then turning it on when it matters could have been good messaging to help assuage the narrative somewhat. And I, so I think, I think like, as I pointed out, the narrative around Hunter T that is being relayed by analysts and pundits is just like whatever information comes to them, they're not getting out there and being active about how they collect that information. They're not being assertive about getting the story and they have no help coming from our content side, basically. Yeah. Which in the past they've relied on to, you know, get the narrative. So I do think it actually makes a difference mm-hmm. um, in the way that we're talked about. Ultimately, Darku, if you can plug your ears for just this bit, I think ultimately uh, it doesn't matter what they're saying about us. It actually doesn't because our team seems to like even like it when they're disrespected. But marketing wise, it sure feels rough. You know what I mean? It's not fun to feel like, I don't know, the team that everybody's rooting against. Yeah. But at least we're good enough to be hated. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Bad bad publicity is better than no publicity. Um, so until until the LCS changes something about like how they cover teams, mm-hmm. maybe some beat assignments would be cool, mm-hmm. um, which is never going to happen, by the way. <laughs> but until something like that changes, yeah, I don't. I just I think like they're not going out and getting the stories. They're yeah. just kind of I talking. To, it's it's like that Family Guy joke about um, Randy Newman singing about what he sees. Yeah. That's what I think about when. <laughs> I watch the analyst desk. If you if you doubt, he just sits there singing about what he sees. (laughs) Yeah, their their reaction to what's right in front of them. I think a lot of the time, Um, if you doubt this, going back to Emily, I think she has been a better. She's had a better read on the team. I think at different points than uh, during the split than others have. She said something. Even if her historical record (laughs) is a little wrong at times, but yes, yeah. Um, she said something though that I thought was interesting, which was one of her key points talking about the team now and why she it has confidence in them is because of the way they talk about how they're feeling. Yeah. So for me, that's kind of that 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 tells me everything I need to know. She's looking at what she's hearing from players, both in interviews and conversations behind the scenes, to say this feels different. So that that element of her analysis is in no way available to her if she's not having those conversations or hearing about them. So True. all you're doing is watching the games and the results. You don't know that, right? You don't know how the team is thinking, feeling, talking about the games, anything. I think that does actually give you, like that. that is a, a point in favor of the, the extra game narrative is important because it, it allows somebody like Emily to kind of evaluate okay when they when they trip how do they react how are they feeling what's the vibe what are they saying like you got to have conversations with people outside of the LCS studio to really get that sense and if we're not putting that content out there you're you're relying on somebody actually going out there and getting it and that yeah. may or may not happen so right. <clears throat> well i won't cross my fingers i won't hold my breath <laughs> I don't think it's changing anytime yeah. soon. And hopefully we'll even be beyond talking about it next year. Yep. But I doubt it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> now let's, let's take this thing home, Jordan. Let's do it. 
I'm going to give you your easiest prediction week ever. You ready for this? How do you think Hunter Thieves does this weekend, Jordan? I've been waiting for this question all year. I think we, Cole, I don't think we lose a single game this weekend. Wow, undefeated? Undefeated, yeah. Because I think we'll go winless. (laughs) (laughs) This is the uh, half empty or half full. (laughs) This this encapsulates our our (laughs) podcast personalities. Yeah, it's a winless weekend, dude. I'm sorry. Undefeated through the first weekend of playoffs. Cannot wait, Cole. We are going to absolutely sleep through these games. Wait. Yeah. Yeah, right? Uh, So, of course... We will be taking the winner of FlyQuest and Team Liquid Honda. Let's say the first That's thing. Right. That's we should. Yeah. Team Liquid Honda. Yeah. Um, your predictions. How about you say who you think is going to win the round one matchup and then how you think we do against them? Oh, so we are going to predict ahead. Okay. <clears throat> yeah. Um, Let's do it in case we don't pod next week. <laughs> yeah. I, look, I do think Team Liquid Honda is a very good team. Um, I think. Yeah. Even I'm gonna do what what is so often done to our ire. Even though FlyQuest beat us this weekend and we beat TL, I think TL's a better team. I think they beat FlyQuest. How do you like that? Are you do you okay. agree? Do you agree with that so far? I'll get to mine. Okay. I then think, Cole, that we three out team Liquid Honda. Let's go. I think we get them with it this week. Go. I think we're gonna them again. We got their number. We know. We know how to beat them. I love it. Yeah. Turning Team Liquid Honda into Team Liquid Daewoo. Let's go. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. You said three zero for Team Liquid. Yeah. Oh, oh, against Fly. I, I don't know. I I didn't pick up. No, I said against Team Liquid. I we go three zero. Yep. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. So here's what I think. I think also that Team Liquid will beat. Fly quest, I don't see that happening. Might even be a stomp. Might even be a 3-0. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I think we play Team Liquid. Then I think that we beat Team Liquid 3-1. Okay, okay. Not a clean sweep. I think we 3-1 them. They'll pull something. They'll pull something together. Maybe we'll have a sleepy first game. Who knows? Here's the thing. Mm-hmm. If FlyQuest somehow magically pulls the victory out over team liquid honda what then we will beat FlyQuest. okay yeah but only three two. Oh, whoa. i think it'll be crazy because it's FlyQuest. there's a little bit of a thing there yeah we'll get over it and we'll be fine but i think it'll be a dicier run even though i think team liquid's the better team mm. matchup wise there's something there against us and uh, I think, you know, did you see closer, like talk about the team liquid game before yeah. it happened? Yes. Whoa. <laughs> that, dude, that dude has had enough of team liquid. He's like, I don't know what they're talking yeah. about. <laughs> Didn't he say, like, I don't know what them. reality they're living in. Yeah. He said something like that. <laughs> like we own them and he's absolutely right. Yes. Uh, in every way recently. So, you know, it would take a big revenge for team liquid Honda. Mm-hmm. to do that and i just i just can't see it even though i do i do think they're relatively good um so that's a weird prediction and i'm fine if you want to flame me for that prediction do your worst i don't care <laughs> it's just what for, what for whatever reason like we're taking longer to figure out fly quests that's all it is yeah but we will all right so there we have it 
both of us think we, uh, you know, we secure worlds yeah. with a win in that series. That would two do weeks it. from now. Yeah. Um, hopefully the rest is good to us and not bad to us. Um, bye weeks can sometimes be not super great, but yeah. yep. I think, you we're know, gonna... having time to prepare, yeah. I have, I have really big faith in our preparation. Yeah. You know, our staff will prepare us. I expect we get um, some rest and we get some good prep time. I think we're in good shape. That's right. Well, we will look to be in good shape when that happens, but we will watch this upcoming weekend from the uh, lazy comfort of our couches. Yeah. And can't wait. with our feet up and no worries in the world because mm. we're winning it all this offseason. Can't wait. I'm, I'm rooting for the Fly Quest boys. Uh, Fly check, check crew, get the job crew. done. I, was, I always want to call the team Flight Check. You know, like I, it takes me a second mm-hmm. to, yeah. They're becoming synonymous, just yeah. like people call us the 100T pod, <laughs> yes. 100 Thieves podcast. The Dive referred to us as the 100 Thieves podcast. The one and Name only. Name which one. It's like, yeah, Courage and Nate Shot Show tweeted about it. Uh, anyway. Yeah. We so, got to uh, wrap this up. We've been on for, for so them. long. It's time to go. Let's see what yeah, happens. It is definitely It'll time to go. It'll be a good go, time. So. Yeah. All right, make sure to uh, visit givingawaythatyummyfreecredit.com and don't you dare use code under TalkPod. Um, everybody, we will see you. I don't know. Maybe we'll do a pod on Monday. We'll see you this Thursday for Rec League, though. So we'll see you then. And uh, we'll go from there. So as always, we love you and we miss you already. Take care.